I'm Kyle Bushland, and you're listening to NIS Voices, where we bring you inspiring stories about learning, community, news, and more from Nanjing International School. I am back with Dr. Shannon Doak, IT Director here at NIS. Hey, Kyle. How you doing? Good. Awesome. Welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be back. In today's episode, we're going to discuss digital citizenship. What is it? Why is it important? Does the meaning change as students get older? Well, I think digital citizenship, in in like a embracing kind of definition, uh, is the ability to safely and responsibly use digital technologies, the internet, and so forth, uh, as well as being a respectful user of these tools in that community in that online environment. I don't think it really changes much. as far as as you get older, but it does, I think it gets more complex mm-hmm. as students use it more. The complexity of what does a digital citizenship or a digital citizen look like changes. The actual meaning of digital citizenship doesn't really change much. So what is our digital citizenship philosophy here at NIS? I want to like reiterate the importance of being a good digital citizen. I think, uh, you know, just like any other community, you have a responsibility to all the other people in that community and the way you behave impacts other people. So same thing online, uh, when you're using digital tools, when you're communicating in a a virtual environment, uh, the way you behave impacts others. So it's important to know how to behave, how to, and also how to stay safe. One of the things that our digital citizenship philosophy talks about is not just how to be respectful, but also how to stay safe. So it basically is a overarching guiding philosophy that we use at our school when we're talking about using technology and uh, the internet. Basically, when interacting with these digital tools, students and teachers are asked to reflect on the philosophy and think about what they're doing with these tools. It has three main components respect, protect, and connect. It helps with etiquette, helps with cyberbullying, copyright issues. We talk about health and wellness and reputation and balance. Talk about empathy, communication, media literacy. There's a whole bunch of things that this goes into. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Cyberbullying mm-hmm. It's part of respect. So cyberbullying is, is actually much like regular bullying, uh, except for it's done online. Um, actually, when I'm, when I'm talking to students about this, we, we really, uh, you know, I ask them questions about, you know, bullying and stuff. And, and, you know, I ask them, one of the questions I ask is, so when you're on the playground, if someone's being bullied and the bell rings, what happens? They say, you go in and it stops. I said, yeah, exactly. I said, what happens if someone's cyberbullying you? I said, oh, it never stops. And that, that I think is important for parents to understand because, it is actually worse than regular bullying because it's even though you're not getting physically abused or pushed or anything like that words are very harmful and can have a great impact and it doesn't stop it's 24 7 as long as that child or that that person is connected to a device the bullying can continue so it's important that we teach children that you know are they asking themselves have I thought about my actions and how it's going to affect someone else. 
also ask, am I using digital technology in a responsible and ethical manner? We want to make sure that our students are using tools in appropriate ways and not hurting others, being kind. Now this part under protect is interesting. Mm -hmm. Reputation. Yeah, you know, especially in this hyper-connected world that we live in, you know, it's Instagram society. We have all of these people who are basically oversharing. They, they wake up, they take a picture of the food they eat, they like, you know, post it, you know, it's very interesting how they seem to think that they have to share everything about their lives. Um, we, we really need to think about the kind of digital footprint that we're creating. Um, I really don't actually like footprint as a term for this because uh, footprint kind of implies that it can be washed away easy. If you make a footprint on the beach, the water comes up, it's gone. Uh, your digital footprint, not so easy to erase. Uh, it's a little bit more permanent. Uh, so I'd like to call it a digital tattoo. So it's hard to remove. You can get them removed, but it's going to take a lot of pain and effort. So it's important to think about what you're posting, why you're posting, and try to build a good positive image online rather than one that is questionable because uh, it's, it is important for parents to understand this because you know colleges will search employers will do a, an, a search and look at social media and there have been people who have had college uh, invitations rescinded there have been uh, people who have lost jobs all because they decided to share something that they really probably shouldn't have so it's really important uh, if you want to build a good positive reputation um, you have to ask yourself, am I making appropriate choices with the information that I'm sharing and consuming? And am I keeping myself as well as others safe? I always say, look, you can be in charge of your own digital footprint and the reputation that you're building online or someone else can. And it's really good to, especially in this hyper-connected world where people will be looking for your presence online and, whoa, there's something wrong with this guy. Doesn't have a connection. What's going on? Um, it's. I think it's important. Uh, more. It's becoming more important for people to at least think about having some mm -hmm. presence online. I'm not saying everyone has to have millions of followers. That's obviously not reachable. This is why I like LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn's very safe. Oh, I love LinkedIn. You know, yeah, basically, kind of a bit of an online resume. Yep. You know, you post things he did at work. Yep. I like it because it's more of a, a, a professional mm -hmm. uh, society or, or community, and and it's not uh, it's not like Twitter, which can you know get off on tangents and you know things like that. Facebook is like more like family and friends kind of thing. So for me, yes, I think it all depends on how you use the tool. You know, mm -hmm. there's certain tools that can be used for different things, and it's not the tool itself, but it's how it's used that's important. Let's see, and then we come to connect. Mm. Empathy. So, you know, empathy is one of those skills that everyone needs, that, but we, really, we, we, we rarely, like, learn it, like, in school. Like, people don't, we don't have empathy classes, you know. Like, there's no empathy 101, you know. But I think it's one of those things, these kinds of skills that people need to be successful in life, to develop meaningful relationships to make sure that you're not hurting others. 
So, you know, in, in regards to technology, you should be asking yourself, like, am I using digital technology in a way that promotes positive and inclusive attitudes? You know, we want to make sure that, that the way you're using technology is actually helping people feel included. Then you can also ask, am I using digital technology to enhance my, my own learning? You know, these are the kinds of things that will help people connect to others in the digital world in more meaningful ways. I, I love philosophies in education that are very simple. Mm. And ours, just three words. Yep. And it really does help support the school's mission of you know being an inclusive learning community uh, because it does help people develop those skills of being respectful, making sure they're being safe, and making sure others feel safe, and having meaningful connections, which is what an inclusive learning environment looks like.